This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the birds and the bees. If your parents won't talk to you about it, stay tuned. We'll give you the, all the disappointing tips. I tell her that everything will be all right. That I'll save her from whatever she's scared of and take her far, far away. I tell her I love her. The silencer makes a whisper of the gunshot. I hold her close until she's gone. I'll never know what she was running from. I'll cash her check in the morning. Yeah, so like if your penis doesn't work, it's just not going to happen. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. The only podcast that believes with the right mayor, Sin City could become Bassin City again. Bassin. I'm Zach. I'm Frank. And today we're here today to talk about today Sin City. Today we're here today. <laughs> today we're here today to talk about Sin City. Robert Rodriguez. And Frank Miller. Hey, that's one me. of Yeah, that's you. Good job. Make, in, making a comeback. Good job in writing some of the best comic books I've ever read. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, Give let's us a rundown. Let, we'll do the rundown first, because um, I really enjoy this film, and I don't know. Like, I mean, while picking it apart, there's def <laughs> there's definitely some things that I noticed like offhand where I was like, hmm, this movie's just slightly dated, just ever so slightly. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I don't know. We'll get yeah. into it. We'll get into it. All Go right. Ahead. So, <laughs> Sin City. I <laughs> uh, Sin City came out in 2005, directed by Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez, and a little a bit little of bit Quentin Tarantino. I know he, he just put a smidgen of himself in there. I don't know where, but oh, uh, I know which one. Okay, oh, cool. Ahead. So there's a shit ton of actors in this film. Yes. So what I did was I put down like your main cast, mm -hmm. and then I just have some of the people that deserve to be acknowledged for being in like short roles of this. Yeah. So. Main character, Bruce Willis. He plays John Hardigan. You have Mickey Rourke, who plays Marv. Mm -hmm. You have Jessica Alba, who plays Nancy. Clive Owens, who plays Dwight McCarthy. Rosaria Dawson, who plays Gail. And then some of the names that I just have that like deserve to be credited is Michael Madsen's in this film, Elijah Wood, Benicio Del Toro, Michael Clark Duncan, Tommy Flanagan, and Nick Offerman for all yeah, of, like... Yeah, Nick Offerman's, like... He up, freaked me out. <laughs> really? Like, I, I was, like... What do you mean? Just because, like, of how he looked? Yeah, like, he's just <laughs> he's got, bald. like, the mesh tank top and, like, the spiked-up blonde hair and no facial hair. <laughs> yeah, it was, And I'm just uh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, and it, since it is a really tough movie to say what it's about because it... I mean... It's at the, three different it, stories. It, at the core, it's three stories, but, like, there's also, like, five stories, kind of that end up kind of coming to fruition towards the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, but the plot is is all over the place. Um, but basically you have a, a murder mystery meeting a weird town run by prostitutes. prostitutes. Yeah. And a lot of like murder, crime, sex, mystery... And that's kind of like the culmination of all of it. And then it's t it kind of is one of those movies where all of these individual stories end up interweaving with one another and the characters either run into one another or, or happen to be in the same area when something else happened and then they come in or whatever it may be. So it's kind of like an, it's kind of similar to like Babel with like a, uh, uh, Brad Pitt. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, but it's kind of like an interweaving. It's like three different stories, and all of their stories end up like coming aligning with one another. Um, and I think it's done pretty well. Yeah, I think there are 
some plots that are more interesting than others. I always go like back and forth with it. I'll be honest, like the the story of the yellow bastard, five, six times that I've seen this movie and the one, two times that I've read all of the comics, I've never been like the biggest fan. And I could, I mean, majority wise, I think a lot of people probably really enjoy the yellow bastard with Bruce Willis's character. Yeah. It's not my favorite story. My personally, I don't love Dwight. The whole like that's Dwight my story. favorite. That's like that's, my I like Marv. Marv is yeah. like my favorite. I, I'm a little partial to Mickey Rourke. I really like Mickey Rourke. I'm surprised because like there's not a lot of movies that I've seen Mickey Rourke in, mm-hmm. but I think like his performance in this film is great. Like the amount of like practical effects that he has to like really change up his face. Yeah, like you really can't tell that it's Mickey Rourke, and he plays a really cool role in this. I don't. I mean, you would know better than me. Like, is so. I don't, you've obviously read the comics, so you know, like, more backstory and whatnot. I've only seen them, both of them. You I, you haven't even seen A Dame to Kill for. I don't want to watch that movie. It's, it's lesser, for sure. <laughs> um, but, like, Marv's character, is he a human? Like, is he a, just a guy? Yeah, because, no, like, everybody Because he in just here. gets, like, shot in the head, and, like, he's fine. Yep. <laughs> yep that's correct that's, that's what it is i guess yeah, I mean, he yeah. gets hit by a car like six times yeah and then he just like walks it off yeah, he's just like ah so, like, fuck i guess i'll get a smoke yeah so i just don't like I, I, for me like there's i mean you kind of just give yourself to the movie and you're just like mm-hmm. it's a comic at the end of the day this is a very highly stylized comic book film so you have to take like the human aspect of it i guess or the reality aspect of it out yeah. sort of but then it's also like it's just a little weird because it's also like sort of cartoony in a way of where like how these characters just get like in like just you basically just like blow them up with a grenade and they're still alive and you're just like yeah. there <laughs> I forgot which one it was but like yeah they they basically just like threw a grenade oh it was with um the big fat kill with uh Dwight yeah where like they're down in the the sewer and he like just explodes a grenade next <laughs> yeah. to him and he just gets up like yeah. nothing and i'm so like it's it's very like that part of it's a little confusing but again it's it's a comic book yeah. at the end of the day you're watching a comic book yeah and that's what like the biggest praise i have for this film is that it took frank miller's style where it's all black and gray and it just has like a splash of like color just to like accent yeah yeah and i love the fact that miller and rodriguez like kept that involved yeah, in the I film. Think, I think it would have been a injustice to not have them working like side by side with one another and just having uh, Robert Rodriguez just kind of like go, all right, I'm going to just adapt this and then he could be like, all right, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change this because, you know, once you get the rights to it, you can just, you can have liberties with it. Um, so I think like having Frank Miller there and them doing this together and trying to keep it like as true as possible definitely works as a strength for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, like, I mean, all you need is, like, some of the accent stuff. Like, the eyes and, like, Becky just being yeah. blue. Um, Rosaria Dawson's, like, lipstick. The yeah, yeah. In the beginning, the short story, which is actually in the comics, uh, The Customer is Always Right, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like an introduction to the city itself. Yeah. It has nothing really to do with the story until, like, the very, very, very last end. shot yeah, with yeah. Becky. But, I mean, just, like, his tie being red mm-hmm. and, like... Goldie's hair just being blonde. dude. When Goldie shows up, it's oh, so good. It's so not only because the perfect breast, but also <laughs> because like <laughs> just those damn breasts. <laughs> but also just because I mean, it's just beautifully shot. I mean, like the red bed. It looks very like um yeah, like the American Beauty kind of yeah. Did we absolutely. review American Beauty? 
Yes. Did we? No. If we haven't, we need to do that. Wait, yes, we did. Did we? With Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Yeah, we All did right, that. Cool. Good. All right, cool. <laughs> Go listen to that one. <laughs> Obviously, we can't remember. <laughs> um, good, because that's a great movie. Uh, very, But it really, really did remind me of American Beauty, where it's like the heart-shaped bed, and, and she's just like lying there. And I really like how self-aware Marv is, where he's like, she didn't get me, you know, she didn't come with me because of my looks, that's for damn sure. And, yeah. he, and he mentions that a few times. Yeah, like he understands that he's not a handsome man. Yeah, and I mean, he... He's not like grotesque. No. He just he looks like a brawler. Like he, he looks lo- like a dude that like he looks like what you would imagine Charles Bronson would look like. Although Charles Bronson is just very round faced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well that's why too, like I mean what I really like too is when Marv's sitting in the bar and like you have Dwight looking over and he's kind of doing like his inner monologue of Marv. Yeah. And saying, like, you know, he was born born in the wrong era. And had he been, like, a gladiator, he yeah. would have thrived, and women would have been throwing themselves yeah. at him. I mean, Mickey Rourke, just in general, is just so fucking chiseled. Yeah, I he's, mean, he's just so big. He he's has a very like a unique shit look to him. Yeah, he's really just, like, just not humanly, like, he doesn't look like a normal guy. Like, he's just so, like, his forearms are just, like, spiral hams. Like, he's yeah. just so big. Especially, too, like, when, he, when he's on the farm, and, like, he's wearing, low, like, the huge gloves. Oh yeah. Or when he's going, when he's going over like what he's got, yeah. like he's like hatchet, barbed wire, gloves, and my mitts. And like, <laughs> you take a look at his hands and they're just so fucking sausage linked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mickey Rourke used to be a boxer like back. Oh really? Like, well, so Mickey Rourke, like back in like the eighties mm-hmm. and the nineties was like kind of like a big actor. Like he was kind of like, you know, a really big deal. Uh, Pope, of, uh, the Pope of Greenwich village is a great movie with him. Um, and then he was just like, I'm going to become a boxer. Mm-mm. So then he like stopped acting. And he becomes a boxer. He gets fucked up. Like his face gets messed up. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back and everyone was like, ooh, you're looking a little, <laughs> you're looking a little rough. So We're he, gonna get, he gets a you bunch of plastic surgery um, to like, you know, try to like make him. Because he, he was like a really handsome, like he was kind of like the it boy for a little while there. And mm-hmm. then he like got his face all messed up. Uh, and it kind of, and then like his kind of like big comeback was Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler, yeah, which was kind of like his comeback movie, which was very much like a very personal kind of. It was like a Mickey Rourke story. It was like him coming back and trying to make his way back into Hollywood, and that was I like very that movie yeah. Too. I mean, Darren Aronofsky, in my opinion, really has never made a bad film. You know that movie's actually about Ric Flair. I've heard, like it's kind of like I heard like loosely, loosely based, based off of Flair. him. Yeah. Um, but there definitely is like a lot more. I, I mean, I don't know Ric Flair's personal like story, but I mean the movie's fucking heavy, yeah, uh, and a lot of like drug and yeah. I mean, at the end of the movie, he's, he dies. So I mean, it's crazy. Um, All right, that not that part with Ric Flair. <laughs> is he still is he still alive? Oh yeah, he, <laughs> he thrives off of just wooing in children's faces and then stealing like seven years from them. That man will never die. Uh, I love uh, Ric Flair. But yeah, uh, Mickey Rourke in, in Sin City is really good. He's just just like a, I, I would say like a perfect cast, like the yeah. perfect casting was was Mickey Rourke, and that's why too. Like even with um, Clive Owens for Dwight, like I really thought like his character was also done well. Well, Clive Owens in general, like I just really enjoy him as an actor. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't seem like he does enough. I always in my feel opinion. that way. Like he's one of those guys where like when he's in a movie, I'm like, oh great. But it's al- it's always like he's in a, he's in a movie like once every four years it feels like or yeah. not even like maybe like it just feels like he's not in a lot and I don't know if maybe he does I honestly don't know his filmography that well where it's like I don't follow up on him like super often so I'm not sure if he just like doesn't do like main maybe he does like more like indie movies 
I don't and, know. Like, and, I haven't even seen him in, like, anything I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I mean, maybe he just does, like, weird films that nobody sees. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. But or maybe I he's really, a really like Scrabble player. Maybe he is, yeah. <laughs> um, but I really, really like Clive Owen a lot. And I think he does a good job playing Dwight. I mean, everybody in this movie pretty much does a great job. Like, the cast are... I mean, when you have a star-studded cast like this, yeah. everybody it just seems like is giving it their alls. And they... And everybody is aware of, like, the type of movie that this is because mm-hmm. this movie definitely doesn't take itself too, too seriously by any means. Like, the way that they deliver their lines and the way that they, like, they, like, give, like, those, like, really dramatic pauses and, like, especially, like, Bruce Willis is a really yeah. good, like, example of, like, how... I take it, away his weapon. Yeah, both of them. It's, like, it, 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 it's, it's, like, almost corny but it's like yeah. self-aware so it's not... It doesn't come across where it's, like, oh, like, eye-rolling. It's, like, it's supposed to be... The way that it is. Yeah, and that's why, too, I don't know if you felt this way, because there is a lot of exposition in this film. There is. And I don't mind it. I don't mind it Because it is kind of like a noir style, where they're they're explaining it as they're doing it. So, especially Marv, like, most of his lines is just exposition. I think that um, the pacing of this movie suffers a little bit. I mean, this movie's like two hours long. And with with a lot of the exposition um, and a lot of the just I, I, for me, like the middle, because like the middle, like the big chunk of it really is like Dwight's story. Yeah. And I just don't find that story like that compelling. See, that's why I like I really like that. Story. It's fine. I like, like Benicio Del Toro. I like Benicio Del Toro. I think Benicio Del Toro, especially when he gets his throat slit and then he's like yeah. sitting in the car and like he's when he's he, when he. Yeah. Yeah. What is, yeah. That That is like a really cool like little uh, I don't know. That's just like a little like. Um, detail that like was kind of like funny um, but I don't know like I, I personally like this movie's two hours long and like I'm sitting through like Dwight's you know story and I'm just like man we we uh, <laughs> come on move this, it along this is like this is like going for like it feels like I'm going for like three hours you're like well, what's going on that's why like that's the chunk of the movie yeah and it's unfortunate because I really it's like my least favorite story it's not a bad story no, it's I, just it's where just, the fuck did they get a tar pit yeah right like who has that in the town (laughs) just just around um but yeah marv's story for me is like the highlight and Mm -hmm. then bruce willis's story for me is like the second and then the dwight story is kind of like the the mid-tier or like the the lower tier one i mean that's why like yellow bastard i don't know like i just to me yeah something about it like i just i i always i'm like okay here we are in this point yeah and it's not like you said like by no means is it a bad story like i i read the comic i really enjoyed the comic for that portion of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, after so many times, like seeing it, I'm like, I, I know what's going to happen. And I, this is one of the stories where I just can't like get excited for anything yeah. that's going to happen again. Yeah. And it's always like uncomfortable to watch because he's just it's so rapey. Na- well, it's, it's rapey and he's just so gross. Yeah. And like, and the way that they stylize the movie, it really like emphasizes his grossness just mm. because he's like this neon yellow. Yeah. And like when he gets shot in his neck and like the yellow blood is like gushing and like the way that Bruce Willis is describing like the smell of him. Mm. I mean, like it gives you just like the creeps of like this, like his ears are uneven. He's yeah. like got like a really like enlarged bald head. And it's his all because of a side bulbous. effect of yeah. like getting a new penis. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a weird story and I, I, it, it's nasty and it's gross, <laughs> but I, and it's cool I, at the same I, time. It's, it's cool. Um, I, yeah, I think that probably is like the weakest part of the Bruce Willis story, but mm. up until like when he's in prison and he's like talking about the letters from Nancy yeah, and that part coming, I, I really like that. Um, and the whole like uh, 
with him and Michael Madsen and mm-hmm. like him getting shot in the back yeah. and hell of a way to end a partnership. <laughs> yeah, it's just like really like this. That at the uh, you know that really feels like that like L.A. noir like cop detective and um, I don't know. I really really love that. Yeah, Marv's death is so good. Yeah, just like <laughs> him being put in the electric chair <laughs> and so, then shocking. Just- and just spits up so much blood. He's like, that's all you got, bitches. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like he, is, he is just the manliest man. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, this movie, like, Marv's story really uncovers, like, the darkness, I would say, like, of, of the movie. Of, of like, Sin City itself. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, I, and I really, really like the whole, like, it gets a little political. Like, it doesn't get to, like, a political point where it's like, whoa, you're trying to make, like, a really big statement. But, like, they're definitely making a statement. Yeah, with, like, the priest and, like, the mayor, how they're corrupt and, yeah, like, they're working yeah, together. And for sure. They eat people. They eat people. Sometimes people get eaten, you know. Yeah, like, you know, whatever. Whatever. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it, it, it kind of, like, it, obviously it intertwines, like, Bruce Willis's kind of, you yeah. know, story of the father and the son and all that. Yeah, because and, then that in... Yeah, that goes into, like, Elijah Wood's character as well. Elijah Wood's character, I kind of wish we got a little bit more of. I mean, like, I mean, his his death. Like, Elijah Wood is probably, like, the most terrifying character in the movie. Yeah, and same thing as him with Clive Owens. Like, I don't... I, I like Elijah Wood, but I don't see enough of him. Yeah, he like, was in he, this He was in this movie on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called, but it's... I think it's called... I, it's, like a, it's a very, very specific title, and I believe it's called I Don't Feel at Home... I don't feel at home on this planet anymore or something similar to that. He just made a new one, too, that's on Amazon now. I think it's called, like, Call Me Daddy or something like that. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) But it's weird. Like, he's got, like, a mustache and, like, the side shaved but a really, really short top. Well, so in in that movie that I was just saying, which I don't know if that's the accurate name, it's funny because it's basically about him him and uh, he's, like, like neighbors with this woman. Mm -hmm. And... um, she gets like somebody breaks into her house and like steals like her laptop or something. So like the movie is like her like trying to get back her computer. Yeah. And then she like befriends Elijah Wood's character. And Elijah Wood, he's just not a big guy. Like no, he's by like no means. He's, like, he's like five foot six and like a hundred and seventy yeah, like, pounds. He's really, really tiny. But in the movie, he's like this like uh it's like basically what I you remember uh you remember Napoleon Dynamite yeah you remember the guy that they go to that wears like the American pants that yes. like is like the Taekwondo yes. master guy <laughs> he's kind of similar to that where like he wa- he's like oh we're, he's like all right we're gonna go get like your computer back so he brings like nunchucks and like ninja stars and stuff <laughs> and he's just not a threatening guy by any means um but it, he plays like a really like funny just kind of supporting role um I recommend that movie it's it's passable mm-hmm. it's it's a good time. Um, but yeah, Elijah Wood's character. What's his name in the movie? Do they? Oh, is, man. Does he have a name I, in the movie? Yes, he does. I just don't remember. Well, it. whatever. Whoever he plays, um, really fucking creepy. And I mean, like, it's it's kind of interesting that he doesn't even like have to say any. He doesn't have like a single line. And I mean, when he when when Marv does what Marv does to him and cuts off all his fucking legs and well and all of his legs, his anything. two legs and and his and his two arms, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and then the his dog comes up and then eats him, and all he does is just smile. And the way that Marv is describing like how he doesn't say a word, he doesn't make a single noise, and he just kind of like looks him straight in the eye and smiles while he's getting eaten alive, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's a really like. Every time, because I, I don't know, I, I don't watch this movie, like, often, so, like, watching this, 
again was kind of like oh okay like i don't remember everything Mm -hmm. and every time it's kind of like for me it's similar to like sunny and the godfather where like every time i watch sunny get killed it's always like shocking to me i'm like (laughs) no every time even though i've seen it 37 times yeah um with this movie when mar like when when elijah's like strapped to the tree and then like the the camera pans out and then you see that he's got no arms and legs i'm like oh fuck like it's like oh god here we are (laughs) (laughs) marv's a fucking badass (laughs) yeah i really really like marv's character man i mean he's just so cool it's very like 300 style yeah where like when he fights the police with like the fucking hatchet and he's just like going off on him i mean he's just so badass I, i keep forgetting too every single time i watch it but when he takes the hatchet and just goes underneath and yeah. like stabs the cop in the balls. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Every there's time. a lot of like ball shooting in this <laughs> film that I did not remember. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, I mean, it's just so like, what, what about the, the when uh, the girl who's like the samurai expert Oh, girl, fucking. Uh, whatever her name is. Yeah, like and Yano. She shoot, yeah, and she shoots that arrow through that dude's stomach. Yeah. And he's like, He's like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Anybody else see this? This is weird. <laughs> and she's got like the swastika ninja star. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's a really funny moment when that bald guy gets like the arrow through the stomach, and he's like, "Are yeah. we gonna do anything about this? It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of starting to hurt a little bit." Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa! And he's just. Like, and then he gets one through the head, and he's like, he just sighs. Like, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's classic. But that's why, like, it's just very stylized. Um, yeah. The last thing that I wanted to touch on was. How I kind of said in the beginning of this, where the CGI is kind of dated well, in this it, film. It, it's very dated, but it, it, I don't like. I don't know. For you, me, I noticed it at some point. Oh no, for sure. I like specifically like when the cars are driving and stuff like that. Yeah, but I just don't know like if that was almost like a a purposeful like was that like because again the Maybe movie takes just to be place, like stylized. Yeah, because I mean the, the, it takes place in a comic book world, mm-hmm. so. I don't know if that was a choice. I mean, it's again, it's very noticeable, but I think that having it shot and mostly black and white was it definitely helps the absolutely uh, the the CGI a little bit. I mean, because you again, because it looks like a a drawn car, like you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, but yeah, for sure, like there are a lot of moments where you're like, "Whoa, that doesn't look great." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's why. I mean, I noticed it. A lot during the film, especially yeah. too. Like there was one scene where you really didn't need it, where like Marv is opening up the door to go into the bar, and I remember looking at that and I was like, the whole wall itself it's is just, just CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, a lot, a lot uh, of that happens. Like, uh, at least it seems like it. I don't know if it's the way that they filmed it, but like, yeah, the whole beginning with like Marv and when he's like, oh no, no, it's actually with Bruce Willis when he's like sneaking around like the yeah. alleyways and stuff. It's like it looks like the bricks are just like not real. Yeah. And I'm just like, is that fake? Is that not fake? It doesn't need to be fake. Like, what's the point of that being fake? Just find an alley somewhere. <laughs> like, wherever you film this, I mean, it could have been like New York City or something. Like, it yeah, just seemed, anywhere. Just anywhere. Like, you just find an alley. Um, but yeah, there, there are definitely some noticeable moments. One thing that I did notice that I thought was kind of interesting was, although most of the film is in black and white, there is a portion of Bruce Willis's story in which it goes into color. But it's not like super saturated. Mm-hmm. So it, for me, I didn't even notice that it was back in color again until it went back into black and gray. And I was like, yes, especially Whoa. too with Nancy when she's dancing yeah. in the bar. Yeah, I that, noticed that, that whole thing is in color. Yeah, I noticed and that I didn't, too. And like, it didn't even process. And then and then it goes back where he like where Bruce Willis is like, oh, like, he's back in the game again. And he's like, 
one last job. <laughs> you know, one of those. I'm retired, <laughs> but I can get back out of one, it. One, one of those things. And then it goes back into the black and gray. And I was like, oh, man, that was that th- that was a very smooth transition from going from black and gray to color then back into black and gray and almost not noticing it entirely. That's why, like, there are a lot of praises for this film yeah. that are very subtle. Yeah, yeah. And for those, like, I think it really hits the nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sin City, a good time. I yeah, mean, it, I, it's it's definitely a. Uh, I always say this about Robert Rodriguez, that his filmography is just so strange. Yeah, like it's so strange, and I don't know. I personally like when he does stuff like this, like Once Upon a Time in Mexico, mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, from um, Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn uh, is really really cool. Planet Terror. Planet Terror is really cool. I, I really I like really the, like that one yeah, a lot. But that's very like stylized. Those too. are like. The pinnacle of Robert Rodriguez, and then he Spy does, Kids. and then he does Spy Kids and no, Spy Kids is Shark good. Boy and Lava Girl. That's good like, too. Eh. Boy Shark and Lava. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't know. I think like Sin City is kind of a good introduction though to Robert Rodriguez. Either that, or I would say Once Upon uh, a Time. Time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zach, anything else? No, that's it. You have um, a recommendation. I do. Well, we don't want to hear it. All right, guys. Have a good day. You've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with new material to new tell me bit, I can't recommend. New bit. <laughs> So, I will recommend, it's a show on AMC that I recently got back into. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unfortunate because it's no longer, like, on TV. So, the only place that I've been able to really find it is Amazon. Okay. However, really, really cool show, the show Comic Book Men. Uh, I started this from the beginning. There's seven seasons in total. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a good amount. And, well, the first season is like five episodes. They're like an hour long each. Mm-hmm. And then they transitioned into like, hey, here's 30 minutes. Oh, okay. But it's produced by Kevin Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it revolves completely around his comic book shop in New Jersey, The Secret Stash. Mm-hmm. And it's just the four people that work there, which so is... it's basically just Jay and Silent Bob. Kind of. Not really. <laughs> I mean, it's more of... Kevin Smith talking to his co-workers where it's um, oh, this, Walt right. Flanagan, Mike Zapsick, yeah, Ming yeah. Chun, and Brian Johnson. And they just have people come into the shop and like either try to buy... It's Pawn Stars, but for comic books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know, like the comic book nerd in me like just loves it because when I first watched it, I got so many facts because they put two like, you know... Oh, like, Mingo, grab, like, that Silver Surfer, like, statue. And then they tell you, like, what year Silver Surfer came out and what was his first issue and, like, who made this statue and why is it chrome. And and it's really cool because it's just really informative for comic book stuff. Yeah, yeah. And each episode is, like, based on something. So, like, you'll have an episode with Star Wars. You'll have an episode with, like, Lord of the Rings. You'll have a Marvel episode. You'll have a DC episode. you have an episode with Elvira. And I was like, I love you, Elvira. I don't know who Elvira is. Boobarella? Nope. Mistress of the Night? Nope. The the vampire girl with the huge hair and, like, the really, really V-cut shirt. I think I know who that is. Yes, you know. Where is she she from? Uh, She used to host a, like, horror channel where she she was kind of, like, the host for it and, like, very snip well not snippy more so like snarky very like witty Mm. with her comebacks and like um a little dirty too but she would like introduce the horror films that you would watch Oh, okay yeah and she's hot (laughs) (laughs) my peepee likes her (laughs) we like you (laughs) all right cool but yeah comic book men um frank what are we doing next oh we are going to be doing jordan peele's 
Get Out. Ooh. His debut. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Really? No, I haven't gotten the... I, I heard, like, all the hype about it when it first came out, but oh, I never wow. got around to watching That's it. That's really surprising. I yeah. could have swore that you saw that. Nope. Oh, all right. Wanted to, just well, never you saw, got around. You saw Us? Yeah, I hated yeah. Us. Us was horrible. <laughs> what, a, what a terrible <laughs> sophomore film for him to do. <laughs> all right, well, uh, we'll, we'll get into that discussion next time. All right, uh, guys. All right, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank... That's one damn fine coat you're wearing.